Hey everyone, welcome back to another uh, episode of this here, this here podcast. Um, yet another edition where Tom is eating throughout the duration of the podcast, so be ready for that, and be ready for uh, my co-host to introduce himself and then be put under heavy, heavy, heavy line of questioning. Okay. Hi, I'm Zach. And br- bring, on, bring on the interrogation, Tom. Zach, what's your favorite type of French fry? So I am actually kind of particular about this. Um, I dislike shoestring fries that you would get at, say, a Freddy's frozen custard or the kind that you're holding up right now. Uh-huh. Uh, I find that those fries are often um, uh, they, they get cold very quickly. They are not as fun to hold in your hands. And uh, the texture just isn't it for me uh mcdonald's fries fairly often do do the job for me on the rare occasion i do i get chick-fil-a i will do a waffle fry i like a curly fry um though i think maybe the best fries like fast food fries as far as i can think of might be a dairy queen in my opinion interesting they are just the right level of thickness. The outside is are always. They... No, I'm thinking they're, of Culver's. Culver's is the crinkle. Yeah. Culver's aren't bad. Uh, they're never, uh, there's never enough crispness on a Culver's fry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a Dairy Queen fry will have the perfect amount of crisp on the outside. Uh, thick enough that it's fluffy on the inside. And it retains its heat very well. I will say the Dairy Queen fries aren't always as consistently salty as they should be. I like a med- I like a medium salt. You want to know what I learned in my time over in uh, Europe? What's that? That instead of salting the fries, Europeans salt the ketchup. Hmm. That way each dip you have a even salt level. I think that can that makes sense. That makes sense. Um Honestly, Tom, mm-hmm. I think just a well-cooked tater tot Whoa. Is, okay. pretty, is pretty close to what I'm looking for fry-wise. Interesting. It's, it's a different level of like thickness, and the interior consistency is, is, is different. But if you can get a good crisp on those tater tots, I'm going to be pro tater tot. So, Zach, my next question for you is there's the Burger King, there's the Dairy Queen. You've often talked about, I don't know if you've mentioned it on the podcast, but in the pre-show and post-show, you'll often mention your dream is to one day open a franchise, Potato Prince. Um, I uh, thought now would, now would be a decent time for you to kind of walk us through what some of the, the featured menu items of Potato Prince would be. So uh, this is a, a dream so deep within my subconscious, I often uh, struggle to... Um, to acknowledge that it is a dream I have. Um, uh-huh. uh, I think potato prints, you can do a customizable baked potato. Okay. You, get your, you could get sour cream, you can get chives, you can get an assortment of shredded cheeses, bacon, um, butter, obviously. Yeah, uh, a, good, a good assortment of toppings du jour for your, for your uh, baked potato. Fries, obviously. Um, 
I think I think the there is a great untapped market for a fast one, food. Chef. Sorry, one type of fry or a potato prince? Are there? Do you get to pick what kind of fry you want? Um, I think if it's a fast food, it needs to be a one type of fry. Mm-hmm. Just just so we can like the the process is is smooth. I think there is a great untapped market potential for a fast food shepherd's pie. Okay. That I think we I think I think I could corner that. Walk me through the shepherd's pie. You got corn in there or beans? More of a corn guy in a shepherd's pie, personally. You get you get your ground beef, you get uh you get your corn, you get your other uh vegetable and or gravy adjacent interior of the pie. You uh-huh. put that in like a uh in like a paper like ice cream not an ice cream cup, but like a um like a hard like poster board cup that you would get for a fast food thing and then you smooth add a smooth layer of mashed potatoes atop pop a lid on that bad boy keep the heat in eat it with a fork and you're good as gold baby yeah okay okay i feel like that's so easy we could you could do that i respect it i got no notes what else is on this menu here at potato prince you got a potato burger a potato bun you need a potato okay. bun uh potato so buns not, not like a, not like a hash brown patty you can get like a hash brown on your burger if you want to during breakfast of course okay during the breakfast okay. there there are more customizable like fries slash hash brown options on the breakfast menu at potato prince a totally real restaurant that i have always thought about and didn't just hear about during this episode yeah well i love it my next question for you zach of course has to do with sex oh boy not a topic we've talked a lot about on this podcast no it is not um but one that i know you've been itching to tackle with me something Um, i love something i love to talk about tom Here's my sort of thoughts on sex, and I, I, I think we could actually have a decent conversation about it. So let me know if I'm, if I'm projecting onto your story. Um, but I, I think that you and I were raised in similar enough spaces and upbringings that we have a very... Our view of sex is one that I was raised, and you can weigh in if you were or were not, that it's, yeah. it's, meant, it's meant for you to share with one person and one person alone um, that you save yourself and that it's supposed to be a very, um, a very special thing. Yep. My question, and I'll be completely open about why I'm asking this, um, is because the way that that sex is portrayed in the media, um, so to speak, uh, in, 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 a lot, in, in poly weird, as we like to call it, yeah, it's, it's a lot different than that. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing. Do you ever get jealous of friends or or people you know who are... Listen, because I don't know if it's because of my upbringing or because of my programming or because of how I was hardwired. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can swing a one-night stand scenario. I don't think I can do it. I I am... Um... I, to be to be honest, I don't have a lot of friends who do like one night stands. I also I think I might have been hardwired to not 
right. feel like I can do that. But do you ever like watch a show or a movie or anything and like be like, wow, that like not that must be nice and like, wow, like sex is a good feeling. But like that must be like kind of freeing to just like not view sex as this like i mean super like or or is it for you always kind of like a well that's sort of i'm not i'm not even i'm not even saying like are you are you just like so um i mean there's really no other word i can use i was trying to think of an adjective but are you like i'm not i'm not even like is it coming from a place of like horniness where you're like i just wish i could also have sex this up like but are you ever just like wow to be raised in a house or like raised in a in a culture or society where that's just normal like that's just how how it is um again i think obviously both sides have their pros and cons sure yeah but like are you ever just like that that seems really freeing and like you wouldn't have as much like repressed or like pent up you know what i mean like is it is it ever just like wow i just wish I could just be that chill about I'm sure, it. I'm sure it's cathartic to some level, but I think I think looking at something like that and saying, "Yes, if I could only get over this, uh, uh, this hangup I have, or like this thing, if I could only get over that, and then, uh, and then I could do this, and then I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore." Seems almost seems very similar to me as that sort of purity culture sort of thing like you'll have sex on your wedding night for the first time and it'll be awesome and beautiful and and you you'll be a perfect couple from there on out like i think you're we're i think it's i think it's really stupid to put that much expectation on how much your life is going to change from just this one thing yeah i mean your life can change from just that one thing but like expecting like all your your frustration in that area uh, to like instantly be fixed or be like shifted into a new direction because of that, I think is, is pretty stupid. Like it is, that is a thing that happens hundreds, if not thousands of times a day mm. to people all across the globe. Right. It can be special to you or it can be something like that, but it is not like, you are not like the main character of this story. Yeah. Your your life isn't going to be like nece- is not necessarily going to be like changed for the good or better if you just get over this one thing. Mm-hmm. So No, and I, I totally agree with that. I just am saying and I understand the whole like, well, the grass is always greener. But I, Yeah, that well that too. I'm, I'm just saying it's like it's just interesting talking to people who have no conception of sort of purity culture who are just like so baffled and confused by, by, by the idea that it's like reserved for one person that it's like supposed to be super, you know, they're just like that. That's it's like this. If we have for the last few hundred years said, you are only ever allowed to drink milkshakes with one person and don't ever drink a milkshake around anybody else and don't ever don't don't like experience like again 
different things because one is again a, a very yeah but but i'm just saying and then you met somebody who's like i just drink milkshakes all the time with people it's like just a thing like it's just super interesting to just try and begin to process how how both of us grew up in a different world than a lot of people you know what i mean like if if you met somebody tomorrow who was like i've never eaten ice cream because i'm saving it for the one person you'd be like excuse me and then they'd just be like but do you get what i'm saying yeah i i think so i i don't know if there's a clear answer that you want out of this other than just me saying yes i feel that too which i think i do for uh i mean to to at least some extent i think a lot of people do um and it is it's yeah it's hard to juggle that and like and it's just and then yeah if you were talking to somebody who was like but you eat ice cream around it doesn't it make it less special it's like i guess it makes it less special but like ice cream is still ice cream it's still tasty every time like i still enjoy ice cream with whoever i'm eating it with um but i guess sure it's like less intimate and special than it could be but i don't really need that from ice cream sure and and then the person who's never had ice cream is just sitting there dumbfounded but you're just like it yeah dude it's just ice cream mm-hmm. it's just an interesting little thought experiment that that you can go down if you really want to yeah now tom i have a confession and this is not related to okay this I failed on multiple counts uh, the homework that was assigned to me. Oh, no. Uh, last last week, I did not finish BoJack. I did not watch Rise of the Guardians. Um, to be honest, Tom, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch do either of those things by I might be able to finish BoJack by our next recording. Rise of the Guardians is not a long movie. It is not a long movie. This is fair, but uh, Tom, can I can I walk you through uh, just a bit of a bit of my week? Mm-hmm. So Monday, let me let me preface this Monday. For the last two weeks, I no probably the last month, my car, I drive a 2007 Hyundai Santa Fe. What's the license plate on? It's a bunch of letters and numbers. Um, I the the front passenger brake on my 2007 Hyundai Santa Fe has been making some pretty gnarly noises. Okay, we're talking squeaking. We're talking grinding. We're talking scraping. Okay, kind of out of nowhere. I see why that was a natural segue from what we were talking about. Squeaking, grinding. Squeaking and grinding and scraping, am I right, ladies? Ding dong. All right. Um, so so two weeks ago, I I bring it into my mechanic and say, for it was it was about time I got an oil change. So I scheduled an oil change. And while I was at the mechanic, I was like, hey, can you take a look at the brakes? They've been making some weird noises. Um, and my mechanic says yes. And so I come back to pick up my car and they're like, Yeah, your brakes look fine. They might just be a bit rusty. That might be what is the problem okay um and so i 
I think, okay, I mean, I feel like Rust shouldn't make this noise, but you know what? I, I will defer to the experts. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that. So uh, two weeks continue. I continue to drive on my grinding, squeaking brakes. Mm-hmm. And each day when I get back to my apartment after it's work. It's a little bit I grindier do- and a little bit squeakier. A little bit. And it's a little intermittent, too. Like, sometimes it's very loud. Sometimes you don't really notice it. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure it out. And so I usually when I get home from work, I will get out of my car, walk to the passenger side and take a look at the the rotor that you can see through the rim of the tire to see if there's like anything weird happening. And the outside of the rotor, the stuff that you can see through the rim of the tire looks fine. I reach through the spokes of my tire rim and feel around on the inside of the rotor. And there are grooves in my rotor now i'm not a car guy tom but i should assume that both sides of your car your brake rotor should feel um similar to each other and one side shouldn't have truly semi deep grooves i truly wouldn't know um but you know i uh i don't have a lot of time in those two weeks to get it back to the mechanic Um, however, I have to go out of town later this weekend that we're currently saying, uh, we're currently, currently recording, uh, to a wedding and in a couple weeks after Easter, I am driving back home to spend the week at my parents' house. So I need, I do not want to drive any long distances with my brakes in their current condition. Or at least not knowing that my brakes are supposed to f- sound and feel this way. So uh, yesterday, I, I mean, I, earlier this week, I schedule a time to get my car into the mechanic. I bring it in there yesterday, and they're just like, oh, just kidding. We need to replace both pads and rotors on both of your front this wheels. This is the same mechanic. Which, this is the same mechanic, the same guy. And and to be honest, I don't I don't know what was up. Maybe... Maybe he just didn't notice something that first day. I I don't have anything wrong with this mechanic. I'm not putting any grievances uh, regarding What him. was his name? Uh, uh, we'll call him Matt. His name wasn't Matt, but we'll call him Matt. Okay. I pay for the brake replacement because what am I going to do? Drive in a car with bad brakes like I have for the past month? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I get that done. Okay, so also throughout this week, um, Monday night, uh, I, I, I'm usually editing this podcast Friday morning, sometimes Saturday morning. Okay. Um, Friday morning, we find out that, hey, there's a John Wick movie coming up next week, this weekend, in which we were recording, Tom. Uh-huh. In theaters, I love the John Wick movies. I should probably rewatch the sequels, rewatch the the original trilogy, so I can be ready for this fourth one. And so, throughout uh, last weekend and this week, Tom, I have been uh, watching a lot of John Wick stuff, and that is partially why I have not been able to finish. Love a, love a good, love a good John Wick. Rise of the Guardians. Um, also, that said, I got really b- deep back into uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and played a lot of that, too. So as much as I can blame it on car trouble and just being busy, I have not spent my time in uh, a, uh efficient way. And for that, I believe I do bear some responsibility for not getting 
my homework done. Thank you for your honesty. Yeah. In return, I'd like to be honest with you. Okay. So, Zach, here's here's okay. some true confessions from from Tamiyo. Um, you. Yeah. I'm on those. I'm on those those apps, the dating apps. I'm on a couple myself. And I just wanted to read to you some bonkers, bonkers bios and messages that I have I have sent. I will own that some of the times I sent. Listen, my my presence on dating apps is very chaotic because I will say things I know are very cringy. Not not pickup line. Well, you'll see. You'll see. I just want you to rate. I want you to rate these interactions for me. I do want it to just so um, dating apps. I'm on a couple of them uh, fairly unsuccessful on them, I will say, because they stress me out to a level that very few other things do on the rare occasion I match with someone. It is an, a terrifying experience, and I'm sure some level of subconscious self-sabotage happens. And thus, I am continually unsuccessful on dating apps. So um, that's just my backstory. And I, I was, I'm sure that these are going to be nice and chill for me to hear secondhand, Tom. All right. So me, I'd be down as long as we can watch The Mandalorian. Context? You want to hang out? We could Netflix and chill. I'd say, I said I'd be down as long as we can watch The Mandalorian. Because the new okay. season's hit, honestly. It's, uh, it's treading... Treading territory that I always hate when Star Wars treads, and that is politics of Mandalore. But so far, so good. Grogu is carrying the show, as as always. I haven't seen the most recent episode, but I feel like this this season has been kind of low energy so far. I I would agree with that. So, anyways, I say I'm down as long as we can rewatch the Mandalorian. Reply, yes, with let's see here, two four S's and two exclamation points. Yes. Okay. I've that's enthusiastic. I've wanted to rewatch it for a while now. Okay. Okay. There's okay. This is this might be nitpicky. There's nothing stopping this person from doing that. Just you wait. I've wanted to rewatch it for a while now. Me. This is the way. Ready? Reply. What? Follow up. Okay. What way? Follow up. What are you talking about? This person has not seen The Mandalorian. No. Well, not a, not in the same way that I think either me or you <laughs> saw The Mandalorian. They might be aware of it, and they might have like watched a couple episodes. There is, there is a level, and I, I am just as guilty of this on, on dating apps, of false enthusiasm mm-hmm. when, you, when you really want something to work out. Well, or at least you want things to continue in a positive direction mm-hmm. in which like, and, and this isn't even a dating app thing. This is just a online communication thing sure. in which the level of like disconnectedness from your actual emotional state in your communication uh, facilitates uh, you not being super genuine. And so... I'm sure this person would have loved to watch a Mandalorian with you, Tom. Um, can't uh, though. Uh, a rewatch might mean different things to them than it does sure. to you. Sure. Sure. 
So this is somebody's about me, okay? Okay. About me. Please refrain from contacting me if you enjoy the Big Bang Theory. Okay. I don't no 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 issues so far. No issues personally. That's so far. that's all I wanted to share. I think that's a I, here's the thing. If we're talking about the show, no notes. I'm all about it. Um, we're on the same page. If we're talking about the concept, I I have some concerns. They just they just don't enjoy it, Tom. They don't enjoy the concept that the universe was once uh, in a in uh, the universe sprang into being from a, like a dense sort of thing. Are you? Uh... They don't like thinking about it. So next up, about me, I'm six foot. Looking for someone taller and also extremely well endowed. Nine plus inches. Winky face. I'm a trans woman, so be cool. I may be a transsexual woman, but I'm extremely conservative and have no interest in liberal politics. If you have your vaccination label on your profile, don't even bother. It's just a roller coaster. Is this, is, this is, is all. This, good for this person for putting themselves out there. I'm sure it cannot be easy for them. As, um, yes. You are tall, Tom. Uh-huh. You don't, I, I mean, I can't speak for other certain specific things that this person is looking for, but uh, you meet one criteria, at least. Are you ready for, for the next one? Sure. So you know how on some dating apps you can see what people have recently listened to on Spotify? Yeah, yeah. So, so this is an example of that. I was listening to, of course, the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, not again, not my favorite artist. Just recently listened to. Okay. Mm-hmm. Them. Oof. I matched you, but realized you've been listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. My mistake. Me. Wow. I've never heard this level of hate for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Is there a story there? Them. Not an interesting one. Just grew up with better taste in music. Okay. Iconic. Okay. I love okay. it. I love it. I mean, it's at my expense, but I love it. This person rules. Hasn't messaged me since, but they rule. Have they unmatched with you? No. See, I think there's something. I mean, I don't think that this is going anywhere, but I think I think that has to be a... Uh, there has to be something there regarding them not like, yeah, I think that this person, I'm in a similar place with you on this, Tom. I think that this person was like doing like a, like negging's not cool, but it's kind of, he's just kind of negging you for your music taste. So. Which is great. I got no notes. Now, this next one is, uh, this one actually, I think I'm just, I'm gonna send you this one, and then and then you're gonna you're gonna read it. Okay. It's gonna be better if you understand the full context of what you're looking at. But uh, you'll be happy to know it involved um, me trying a pickup line out, and it immediately backfiring. I do not have the confidence to do a pickup line on these things. Um, at best, I will either swipe or click like and just hope hope for the best that something happens from there so and look at this tom i just received a text message from you huzzah read it to the class explain what you see 
I'm so proud of it. Okay, so your opening pickup line is, are you lightning? Second message, because I want to make you McQueen, my queen. And then you have the picture of the a frame from the the Disney Pixar movie Cars, um, of Lightning McQueen, uh, sailing through the air. I believe at the opening race of the movie, um, in slow motion with his tongue sticking out. And uh, the 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 lovely young lady, I'm sure, who uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was was so fortunate to receive this this romantic and um heartfelt communique uh says this and i'm gonna read this um um phonetically okay so so i can get the couple of miss misspelled words here hi dash obviously i'm no long no linger interested in communicating with you after that message but I'm writing to let you know entirely for your own sake that you need to do better or no girl will ever seriously reply to you. Now, Tom, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think this person has a much different sense of humor than, than what you were, than what you do, or at least your intent behind this. Uh However, I will say that's coming off pretty (laughs) strong from you, Tom. Coming out of the gates hot. Coming out pretty hot from you, Tom. Do you want to see somebody that I did a very similar thing to? I just sent you another one. Okay. This is from someone named Marinda, and they have the opening message. Um, They say, hi, I'm a pretty upfront person. I've been through a lot of shitty relationships. Lol. Exclamation point. <laughs> LOL. Anyways, do you believe in Jesus? Are you w- willing to wait for marriage? Do you have a car and a job? And if we make this make it this far, are you willing to pick me up and pay on the first date? All of these, I and and then you and then you say I'd quit using that as your opener and say opener tbh. Instead, try hi. I have red flags. Date me. Lol. Period. You don't have an exclamation point. That's true. Now, Tom, I I will say that. This is a pretty rough opener. I agree. However, I do have to give props to this person for just being yeah, upfront. Naming what they want. Naming what they want, being upfront. I apparently they've been through a lot of shitty relationships. And, you know, I, I wish that that wasn't the case for them. And I think I think these things are things that they are. If this is what they truly want, they are they are right for asking you about these. Sure. <laughs> um, I and I don't know if your response is necessarily the best you could have oh, done. Absolutely not. I was again. Here's the problem with dating apps. Sometimes you're in a good mood. Sometimes you're you're down to flirt. Sometimes you're just like mad and you're just like angry swiping. I apparently on your case, that's not always my thing. I feel like I'm. I have to be in a very good mood. Um, all right. Uh, I've cussed a lot on this episode. I'm going to censor myself a little bit on this next one. Uh, this is from someone's bio, I would assume, yes. Tom. And it says, um, nudes are played out. Send me a video of you reading out loud so I know you're not effing dumb. Now, Tom, uh-huh. I don't know what your next steps are. But this person regarding this is a keeper. Account. 
I have to say, you got a good voice for reading, Tom. Uh, I mean, I don't know anything about this person. I don't know if they're worth any more effort. You, uh, you can read. I know you are literate, and when you want to be eloquent. All right. So, so here's I'm sending you the last one because okay. if you thought the person who was just upfront about their wants and needs was like respect, I want you to read another message I received. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! And as as you're reading it, say which of these boxes I tick. Okay, I I will do I will do as much as I can. Right. So, um. It, this is a this is a long one. Uh, anyway, I'm changing the way I'm navigating the dating scene now. I list off my deal breakers, and if you list off yours, and you, I'm list. I allow me to allow me to take another pass at that. I list off my deal breakers, and you list off yours, so that we don't waste time exchanging unnecessary texts, calls, dates, etc. Which honestly, I respect, but like, in. If I'm sending that message or receiving that message, I'm like, they're about to send three things. Like, don't be a super alt-right person. Be a, you know, like, like there's there's a few things yeah. like, hey, just, I want to just get this off the, on the table right away. It's not going to work if you, like, are racist. You know what I mean? Like, just something like that. Yeah. Uh, are you one to just blindly swipe on people? Just one look and then you swipe? No, I'll usually scroll down and read the bio. Okay, because I feel like I would not. I, I personally would not have matched with this person if this was the energy they were giving off in their bio. If they don't have a bio, I will sometimes just still swipe to match. Okay. This person's deal breakers are Democrats. Number one. Tom, I don't know your official party affiliation, but I, I, I would assume you have more in line with the listed party here than whoever the person, whoever this person is, would wish you That'd to be. That would be correct. Atheists. I don't know where you stand spiritually right now, Tom. Um, I, can, I can't speak to that. However, I do, I, I, whatever, whatever you identify as, probably not good enough for this person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You do have higher education. So you got one, you got one thing going for you. Yeah. No successful, passionate carer, carer. Car she misspelled, they misspelled career. Um, there's, there's uh, more things here. I've not been jobless since I started working at 17 years old. I make 175,000 a year at 28 and expect to be able to live an equal lifestyle with you. You don't do that, Tom. I do not make that much money. As you much as I wish money. I could say that, I do not make that much money. And I, I honestly, don't, I hang on, hang on. I don't even know if I wish I made that much money. Yeah. I also don't know if you're particularly successful nor passionate about the, the job you have right now, nor would you if you wish to make it your career. Sure. I also, again, if somebody's like, we'll pay you 170 grand to write Batman comics. Or to talk about Batman, or to if someone's like, we'll pay you 170 grand a year to read Batman comics. I think I would be like, that is altogether too much. Yeah, I promise you, whatever I can help you with is not worth like, that amount. Pay of money. me less. Um, you don't already have children. I don't. You are a childless man, so you you got that going for you. That's uh, two. You're you're at two. 
Uh, you are a tall guy, Tom. Indeed. I've, I mentioned this once already. Uh, you are probably taller than this person. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you're doing okay there. So that's three. You got three pluses going for you. However, I feel like all these are all deal, deal breakers. So any one of these would break the deal. You've already broken the deal. Uh, are you a non-foodie, Tom? How would you describe yourself vis-a-vis food? Um, I like food. I am not a picky eater. I, I enjoy trying new things, but I would not say <laughs> I'm somebody who's going to be able to, like, if I went to a Michelin star restaurant, I don't know if I would be able to tell or have like a really wonderful experience there. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, heavy drug or alcohol use. I do know you partake in alcohol, maybe not as much as you used to depending upon your medication. Yeah. But I mean, again, it's, uh, you, I wouldn't say it's heavy. No. Uh, and and like the medication you take is prescribed. I assume you don't abuse it. I'm not going to claim to know your situation. Can't say that I do. I do have it on recorded authority that you are a current and or future marijuana user. That is correct. So that's a deal breaker. Uh, would you describe yourself as introverted? I think so. No, I know. I think so. I think yes, I think okay. I would say I'm an introvert and like my I, yeah that question is really complicated for me just because I'm like but if I'm around sure. the right people but I feel like that's literally everyone yeah yeah I would I'm, I would say I'm sim- a similar situation like I I can be extroverted if it's like with people I know but I also just like don't enjoy crowds and I uh, am fine being alone and not talking to anybody so uh tom you went to grad school you have debt you don't get you don't that's a deal breaker if you have debt or are financially irresponsible uh deal breaker uh do you want kids in the future tom uh unclear leaning strongly no okay so that's another one deal broken uh do you have health insurance i do does your job afford? I do okay. have health insurance. Deal back on, and we're back. Now I have no, I have no, um, I have no frame of reference for what, where you stand on this, Tom. Do you know your zodiac sign? I have no idea. Well, I think I'm a Scorpio. Okay, you're a Scorpio. I'm a Gemini. This person's a Pisces. They don't want incompatible zodiac signs. Allow me to do a quick Google. I, I'm. First, um, verify I'm a Scorpio. I'm born November 12th. Yes, you, indeed you yeah. are. All I know is that, like... you, Pisces and Scorpio are, according to this very quick... Um, this very quick Google search, they are compatible. So you are Zodiac compatible with this person. Uh, I don't want to hate on anything, but I do not see the appeal of Zodiac signs. Right. Um, uh, do you have anger issues, Tom? I wouldn't say so. Okay. So deal back on. Hey, you've got health insurance, a compatible Zodiac sign, and no anger issues. I think you have a bright future with this person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you are not extremely overweight. I wouldn't say so. I, 
I don't know if you're underweight. You are a tall person. I wouldn't say extremely. You, pr- you probably have a high, me- high metabolism. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if you're. I underweight. wouldn't say extremely underweight though. If I am underweight, it's not certainly right. an, to an extreme. Sure. They're 28. You are younger than them. Right. But the thing is, they they swiped. And my age was right there. Sure. Uh, you don't have to disclose this. How's your relationship with your family? Good. Actually, better Good? better okay. now than it has been in quite some time. Sure. You're a dog person, I Tom. Am. I know you're pro-dog. Um. Are you antisocial, though? I'm a little bit antisocial. <laughs> okay, and I, I mean, I can't speak for this at all. I don't know if you have any romantic chemistry with this person. That's, that's so, TVD, baby. Um, I'd say more deal breakers than deal makers on that list. Yeah. I do have to say, like, I can't imagine. I'm assuming that most of these people are women. Uh, I can't imagine how rough it is on a dating app for right women like it must be terrible and again like, I, I respect being like listen, i get here's the like i get i respect the here's here's all the criteria i think that's a lot sure. of criteria i think a lot of it's unrealistic and unfair but i respect at least being transparent about what you're looking for uh tom as i mentioned earlier there is a john wick film coming out yeah. as we speak uh, someone on Twitter tweeted something, and I don't know if this is an interesting question, mm-hmm. but they posted four four images. They posted, and uh, this is uh, dark at dark of the movie on Twitter. Uh, they posted four images, and they said these four walk in a bar. Who comes out alive? It is John Wick from John Wick, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise from Mission Impossible, Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. And uh, Daniel Craig as James Bond. What are they doing in the bar, do you think? Is it a drinking contest? Sorry, one more time. It's John Wick, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Ethan Hunt from Mission Impossible. Jason Bourne. Jason Bourne. They say, these four walk into the bar, who comes out alive? It's a bar. I feel like all of these people know how to behave themselves, um, if necessary. To, to, uh, answer, to answer this person's question, if it's just a street brawl, for sure, Jason Bourne wins. John Wick can kill three people with a pencil, my guy. Yeah, Jason Bourne can too, and is also enhanced. True. Like, Jason Bourne for sure wins, and then probably John Wick, and then probably Daniel Craig. Ethan Hunt, to my knowledge, is not good at fisticuffs. No, I don't think he's in, he's like a chase a person to this and then like point a gun at them. Like set up right. some elaborate elaborate set piece at which someone like falls to their own death right like like he's good at getting stuff done but that stuff that needs to get done rarely has to do with murdering people right so i'm Um, i'm taking jason Bourne, who again did use a pencil so like i i think i think jason Bourne cakewalks it like i don't even think it's close I, I, if so, it's a drinking competition, James Bond. James Bond, one hundred percent. James, one hundred percent. I think you see, you see John Wick knocking back a couple glasses of bourbon per movie. Mm-hmm. I think Ethan Hunt might do a beer every once in a while. I don't know what Jason Bourne drinks. I haven't. It's been so long since I saw a Bourne movie. But Bond puts it puts him away like nothing. Like I think that that's the only thing that guy consumes is martinis. 
So true. Although, have I talked to you? Uh, yeah, I think I have on this podcast explained why Jason or James Bond asks for the martini shaken, not stirred. I think so. Because when you stir it, the water and the alcohol mix together, and then it's an alcoholic beverage all the way through. When you shake it, the water stays on top, so he can sip a few sips, and it's mostly water, so he's actually not intaking alcohol, and he could still be sharp for fights if needed. Also, the ice in the cocktail shaker breaks into smaller pieces when you shake shake it, and so that ice melts faster and continues to water down the drink as well. Right. But if you stir it, then then it's all going to come together and you will get buzzed. And that's not going to be ideal for if you were, say, needing to be an expert marksman. True. That says uh, Bond does notably drink other alcohols, like often straight from the bottle yes. as well. So he's going to be he he he's the he's the drunk he's the drunkest one of them um to my knowledge john wick drinks bourbon to numb the pain of whatever like deep stab wound he just he just like incurred right um that guy takes so much damage per movie yeah i don't think i don't think ethan if ethan hunt doesn't have his team he is probably woefully outmatched I'll, I'll tell you what he probably runs out of the bar before the fight starts yes so it's not close for you um though of of the four i think ethan hunt is my favorite of the four ethan hunt is also the one that i trust the most true like true. if i was like i need any any mission that john wick or james bond or Jason Bourne are given, Ethan Hunt could complete. But not every mission Ethan Hunt is given could the others complete. True. I will say that the odds are a bit weird because John Wick's not a spy. Right. And if anything, Jason Bourne is a former spy. Right. So you you have three technical spies against one highly qualified hitman. Like this, it's a different skill set, you know? They all fight, but they all do more things than just fight. Right. Um, what else? What else have I got for you here, Tom? I've got a bomb for you. I'll, I'll go for a bomb. All right. This is a little. This is the, all right. Are you ready? Yes, sir. So the idea is that a police captain named Hook has been trying to locate a string of kidnapped boys ever since his son. You're a crook, Captain Hook. Judge, won't you throw the book at the pirate? So, so there's a, there's a police captain named Hook, and he's been trying to okay. locate a string of kidnapped boys ever since his son disappeared 20 years ago. He gets a new case related to his current caseload. This is all set in early 1900s Louisiana. Okay. Interesting. The new case is a kidnapping and home invasion where two brothers and their sister, last name Darling, of a prominent Louisiana family were stolen in the middle of the night. As the movie progresses, you learn that a deranged man in his late 20s, early 30s, with Peter Pan syndrome, has kidnapped all these children to do his bidding and play with him in an old abandoned swamp property. I'm sorry. The name Peter Pan syndrome, like the, the term Peter Pan syndrome exists in this world? Yes. 
you said it yeah you said it in such a way that it made it seem like that is like a proper noun so does anyone acknowledge the different the the similarities you learn that the man hears a twinkling voice in his head when he sees fireflies that tell him to do awful things if any child attempts to disobey the man or run away he helps them fly away by pushing them out a third story window or hanging them from a tree Captain Hook. So it's. Hang on. Is it Captain is it Hook? Louis Manic, so you can get the alligator. In Captain there? Hook works this psychological thriller case and chases the perp, who he has come to call Peter, down into the swamps. He befriends and gets yep. assistance from a backwoods pirate who smuggles alcohol and guns to help him hunt down this kidnapper and killer. They play a high-stakes case of cat and mouse, and Peter always stays one step out of reach. Peter manages to lure Hook into gator-infested waters, where he fights to get free. Eventually, Hook bests Peter in a tool shed on the property by running him through with a meat hook. Only to discover that Peter is his son that went missing 20 years ago. Heartbroken, Captain Hook himself becomes a madman. Okay, I don't love this. Um, I could see this coming from a, a good chunk, Tom. Um, a couple questions. I, I I don't think I don't think this is our strongest bomb. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is it our uh, biggest bomb? If if no, made, think... would it bomb the hardest? I don't know if it would bomb the hardest. I don't think it's your best concept. I have, I have a couple questions regarding where where you would take this. So the the term Peter Pan syndrome exists in this world, which means it must come from a source. I'm assuming that's J.M. Barry's Peter Pan. Uh-huh. Does no one note the similarities between the story of Peter Pan and this story? With very, very similar characters that is happening in Louisiana. Does no one say, huh, Captain Hook, Peter, the darling children, all of these lost boys? Huh, wonder where I've heard that before. Listen. The thing is, Tom, you can't do that in the movie because every single person in the audience is going to be doing it too. Already. You're belaboring the point that this is like a dark, twisted Peter Pan adaptation. Fine, we don't call it Peter Pan syndrome. It's not going to stop people from immediately clocking this from like 10 miles and knowing exactly what it is. A Peter Pan story from the perspective of Captain Hook, I can get behind. All of this sort of Southern Gothic sort of stuff, I'm not as sold on. You know what it would be cool? This this would be a, like a cool like one shot swamp thing episode. I mean swamp thing issue. Been reading a lot of swamp things still. Um but I don't know what character or what role swamp thing does in this this story. I'm not sold, Tom. Fine. 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 They can't all be winners, Zach. Can't all be winners, but hey, I applaud you each week for coming up with something new. Um Anything anything we want to go out on? Uh, as of recording, President, uh, uh, former President Donald Trump still walks the streets a free man. 
sure seemed i mean i'm not, I'm not putting my eggs i'm not getting my hopes up for anything but it, it there were a couple days there in which there looked like there might be something that could have happened and so far none of those things have happened to quote to quote uh, friend of the show ej fettus it is like we are we are charlie brown and every collective liberal district attorney and attorney general is lucy with the football and we keep yep. thinking that they're not going to pull it away at the last second i would say i would be much more satisfied if it happened for something that wasn't the stormy daniel sush money situation which is what i believe this thing is is about i honestly um, anything at this point just get him off the streets and make it so we can't it's run. like how it's like how they got uh uh Al Capone for tax evasion. What kind of punk like, gets nabbed for tax evasion? Is that a is that a Night at the Museum too? Battle of the Smithsonian. It is. John Bernthal is Al Capone in that movie, which I thought it's was a great cool. movie. Actually, I do enjoy that one. You know who else is in that movie? Your friend Bill Hader. Bill Hader, yeah, he's George Armstrong Custer. And he makes a, a joke about the name Sacagawea that I'm sure has aged extremely well since the last time I watched it. I'm also sure that it maybe someone could argue that because it's George Armstrong Custer, a notable enemy to the Native American, uh, the, the, the joke is funny, even though it's racist. Um, yeah, I do not hold that. Ag- I do not hold that against Bill Hader. Um, but <laughs> also having Hank Azaria play an Egyptian. I'm not sure about that either, my guy. So. A lot of fun things in that movie. Uh, the Jonas Brothers play little little uh, cherubs, little cupids in that movie. I I need to rewatch that one. Have you seen the third night at the museum? Yeah. Hugh Jackman's in that one. Very very briefly. As himself, as himself when he t- he does the he does a Wolverine pose with, with you know, Alice Eve. With Alice Eve, star of uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. I don't know if I would say she's the star, but she, uh, featured actress in Star Trek in, in Star Trek Into Darkness. She's the star of She's Out of Your League. Is she in that? I haven't seen that. I think so. Add that to the list of uh, homework movies for Zach that maybe I'll get to eventually. You know it's a real good rom-com that Alice Eve's not in? You could list any rom-com right now. I love you, man. I like a Paul Rudd movie. Other... I like Jason Segel. There was, there was a... I mean, I haven't seen Shrinking yet. There was a mean dig at Jason Segel and BoJack Horseman. What was it? In which, in which Bojack calls um, Jason Siegel's performance in the Cameron Diaz movie Bad Teacher. Um, he refers to it as a bad actor in a bad movie. And I think one of those things is true. Um, but I think if, if, you, if you can watch uh, Am I a Man, the, the song Am I a Man or Am I a Muppet from the, Muppet, from the Muppets 2011, co-written by Jason Siegel, and think that Jason Siegel is a bad actor. I'll let you have that. But no, I don't. I, I, I ain't buying it. I don't mind Jason Siegel. I, I don't care personally at all 
for How I Met Your Mother. I watched a good deal of it. It's charming. It's not my favorite show by any means. But uh but I do love um I like him in Shrinking. I love him in I Love You Man. I quite enjoy the Muppets. He had a pretty good Conan interview. He was on Conan's podcast a couple weeks ago. Pretty good. Well, Who is he in Despicable Me? He's the bad guy in the first one. He's Vector. Oh, he's pretty good in that. He's good, good in that. Guys, what do you think of Jason Siegel? Sound off in the tweet, tweet at us your Jason Siegel takes. Uh, and we'll read them, maybe. Next time? Who knows? Um, uh, Tom, anything you want to wish wish the audience before we sign off? Good night and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>